0: Lord, we thank you for your presence here this morning. Thank you for your amazing love for us and the peace that you offer us when we turn to you and and look to you. This morning, I just pray that whatever words I speak are of you and that people would hear your voice this morning and that it would be an opportunity for people to meet you and receive your freedom and your love, whether that's for the first time or the hundredth time. Lord, we just pray for your presence here this morning. Amen. Amen. So, I remember it very, very well. I was sitting at the back of church and I was with my brownie pack. So if you are a child of the 80s like me, you might remember um, the brownie uniform as it was. We were at church parade, but it was church parade with a difference because it was Christmas. And I was sitting at the back of the church on the last row of pews. Um, I remember I was on the left-hand side of the altar at a church nearby. It was dark. I was fidgeting around in my seat. Um, there was candles all along either side. And behind me, I could hear one of my friends from my year six class um, reading, and he was walking slowly, and he was reading this from Isaiah. For to us, a child is born, to us, a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders. He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God. Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And this was my first hearing of it. um, And it was actually written 700 years before Jesus was born. And this piece that is talked about is actually understood as something called Shalom. Now, Isaiah was a prophet. A prophet is like a messenger of God who um, brought news um, about Jesus, like a foretelling. And he spoke of this shalom, which is actually better understood as like a sort of harmony uh, with God, like wholeness and completeness. And this idea that we will be complete in him. And we can live in harmony with God, with each other and with nature. So this verse describes Jesus as our Prince of Peace. This shalom. So what is this? Like a good teacher, here's your key word for this morning. Shalom is this understanding of completeness or welfare, this concept of rest and soundness, of wholeness. And originally it was often used as a greeting. So you would say shalom as a greeting in the Hebrew. But today we often use the word peace um, in a kind of different way. It sometimes has more of a negative uh, understanding. So maybe we would say peace as in meaning the absence of war. Now at school, uh, I teach about all faiths um, and I really enjoy it. It's fun to talk to the kids and help them understand how religion has helped to answer or try to help answer the big questions about life that we have. And I teach about the Dharmic faiths, which are Hinduism, Sikhism and Buddhism, um, as well as obviously Christianity. Um, and uh, I talk about and we talk about how they've tried to sort of find solutions to our lack of peace. And if you Google uh, this, you can find some very interesting online courses from gurus who will promise you different tools um, to help you find solutions to manage your stress and your anxiety and kind of live a joyful life. Um, And I enjoy teaching the kids about Prince Siddhartha, who is the Buddha, um, and uh, his journey to help people find um, the answer to overcoming suffering. And they believe that peace is sort of found within yourself. If you focus your mind just enough and you meditate, eventually you can find peace. But as a Christian, I believe, we believe that Jesus is not found in ourselves. Sorry, Jesus is not found in ourselves. Peace is not found in ourselves. That would make more sense. Peace is not found in ourselves. Peace is a person and that person's name is Jesus. So this morning, uh, we're going to talk about peace as a person. So this idea that Jesus is our peace, the Prince of Peace. Secondly, we'll talk about how this is good news and then think, well, that's great, Lorraine. But so what? What am I going to do about it? So let's start with number one. Uh, Peace is a person. Now, I wasn't really sure what I was looking at when I got these back. Um, Some of you will um, maybe recognize these. I was peering a very expensive Christmas card that I had bought that my children had made. Um, And I bought three packs of these. And I was thinking, oh, is it a penguin? Is it a snowman? Is it a Christmas tree? Quite what is it? I've spent money. It's for the PTA. Great. Um, And then I was thinking, well, hang on a minute. Where actually is my Christmas card list? Um, Who knows? Um, All around me is kind of Christmas chaos. You've got like uh, at the shops, on the TV, um, all the adverts, John Lewis, Coca-Cola. Yes, the holidays are coming, but to me, the word holiday means something quite different uh, to actually what I want it to be. And I'm thinking, well, where is the peace? What is peace in this season? And I thought, oh, no. I haven't bought enough Christmas cards, Christmas gifts. What are we going to do about seeing our family at Christmas? Because everyone knows that can be a good question and it comes a kind of some, sometimes quite complicated. Will it be okay? And then I think, oh, have I remembered to set the year nine homework? Where is my peace in all of this? And I think sometimes I long for the tranquility of the Christmas scene. You know that one with like the twinkling lights and the cottage and the idyllic Santa and his reindeer silhouetted against the sky? And I think, well, that's obviously not real. Um, but what am I not doing? that means that I'm kind of stuck in this mess of my life every festive season. And I often feel like peace can be like just out of reach. I remember, she doesn't know this, uh, I remember my mum bought this book for one of my children a few years ago, and it's highly ironic. Um, I hate this book. Um, Mrs. Large. <laughs> She's remembering, Mrs. Large, wants, she's the elephant, the main character. Um, she wants some peace and quiet, but her children keep joining her in the bathroom when she's trying to read her book, um, and they just keep joining her everywhere. And the reviews of this book are quite funny, um, some of them are uh, ravingly accurate, uh, they think this is a really good um, uh, depiction of what it's really like to have small children. Others people are like, oh, Mrs. Large is so ungrateful, she's so grumpy. I really don't like this book. I think it's really annoying because actually it's quite a stark mirror that you hold up and you think, oh, that's like my life with small children. Um, The book has now been given to somebody else. Sorry, (laughs) mum. See, perhaps like you, I can imagine peace and see it just kind of like far off in the distance. All right. Um, I think, okay, I'll just do the next thing and then I will think about having a rest and receiving some peace. I'll just go and buy the last uh, Christmas gift, I'll just do the hoovering, um, and then I'll get the Christmas decorations out the loft, and then I'll look and I'll receive God's peace. Mummy, I hear shouted at me from like three different corners of my house or maybe the lounge, because they never leave the lounge. Um, and I think, oh, okay, what do they need? So I, I kind of attend to the kids, do some more chores. And I'm getting more and more exhausted by the minute in December. um, And I realize it's 9.32 PM. And I think, oh, okay, shall I sit and receive God's peace now? No, I think I should watch Home Alone instead. So maybe you recognize this. uh, Maybe your life is uh, a bit similar in some ways. Or maybe you're like, wow, Lorraine, that's kind of crazy. Uh, Or maybe not. Maybe this December, your worries lie elsewhere. Is he going to be here at Christmas? Do I have enough money in my bank accounts to buy the presents for them that they want? Am I going to find anything of God at Christmas when I peer into the manger? Will they want me at their Christmas dinner table? Because they didn't really like my choices that I was making in the summer. You see, wherever you are this season, whether you are near or you're far in your relationships with God or with other people, I'm here this morning to tell you that it's okay. You see, the peace that we're looking for is a person. What more do we need in this crazy Christmas December chaos than Jesus as our peace? Jesus is often pushed out of Christmas and we very well know that, but I'm here to say no this morning, he is here. Peace is not a distant concept, but peace is a person. Jesus is our Prince of Peace. You see, as Christians, we believe that Jesus is God, but Jesus is also a person, a man. And we celebrate his coming at Christmas. His arrival on the scene uh, as a little baby is pretty disruptive. I've had three of them. They're very disruptive to your life. And his birth is well documented in the scriptures. You can read it when you open the Bible in the beginning of the New Testament. And have a lot of fun teaching my year sevens about this just a couple of weeks ago. It was brilliant. Um, I was trying to explain the concept of how Jesus was born, or rather how Jesus was conceived. And they were all rather confused, because um, obviously it wasn't the usual way. And I ended up drawing some really fantastic diagrams, think reproductive system, on the board. And some of them are sitting there like this, and others of them are just looking so blank. It's, it's absolutely brilliant. So I hopefully managed to impart some helpful knowledge on that day. And if you want to hear a great story played out by some amazing children, come to our nativity on the 23rd of December. If you're able to at four o'clock, it will be fun. You see the stories um, about Jesus, only one story about Jesus when he was a little boy in the Bible, things really get going when he's about 30. And he stands up in the synagogue, <clears throat> excuse me, he stands up in the synagogue, which is the Jewish place of worship, because Jesus was a Jew, he wasn't a Christian. Um, Christianity started after Jesus had uh, died um, and rose again spoiler, Um, Jesus stood up in the synagogue in his hometown and he read out from the scriptures from Isaiah again, who was the prophet we spoke about earlier, and he said this. The spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind to set the oppressed free, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And this is the good news. And it's good news for everybody. Another one of my heroes, uh, Martin Luther King said this about peace. True peace is not merely the absence of tension, but the presence of justice. And Jesus stands up and he says, this has been fulfilled today in me. Jesus comes to bring peace and to bring God's love into our world. So who is this Prince of Peace? Some of you have met him, some of you haven't. Um, who is he? Well, he is the calm in the chaos. He comes in his mighty power to save people and he is here to help the lost and to bring good news to our messy lives. He is the one who brings freedom from suffering. God's favour, God's love to us. And that means all of us, every single one of us, if we want. And I just think what incredible humility and sympathy Jesus had to, but he is fully God and he takes on the form of a man, a tiny vulnerable baby. And in his nature, he is kind and he is generous. He is loving and he is the perfect human, but he's not perfect because he's human. Not perfect because he's God rather. But he's perfect because he was perfectly in tune with his father, God. He knew his will and he listened to him intently. So you might be thinking, okay, that's great. Awesome. I could talk about peace. That's wonderful. So how does this work? Well, how do you get to know Jesus? Because actually he's not walking around here. Well, as Christians, we believe that Jesus is present through his spirit. And his presence is is with us on earth now through the Holy Spirit because Jesus promised this. He said, I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him or knows him, but you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. God's presence brings us peace. Peace in all circumstances. And sometimes the Holy Spirit is described as the Spirit of Jesus. Both St. Paul, um, in his letter to the the church at Philippi, so St. Paul was one of the early church fathers, so he started the early church. Um, He wrote a letter, many letters, you'll find them at the back of the Bible. Um, One of them is to Um, the church in Philippi, and also somebody called Luke who wrote the book of Luke uh, about Jesus's life. He wrote the book of Acts as well, the Acts of the Apostles, and they both call the Holy Spirit the Spirit of Jesus. And perhaps it's like a kind of shorthand for them in the book of Acts, um, we see uh, chapter two, um, something called Pentecost, where the Holy Spirit comes down for the first time um, in, in power and might, with this like fire and wind upon the disciples, upon Jesus' followers, and people are just forever changed. There's just, yeah. <laughs> The Holy Spirit comes and people are able to um, do things and say things and uh, in a way which they would never have had the courage to before. And Jesus wants to be with us today. This isn't just for then. The Holy Spirit is not the same person as Jesus, but he does the work of Jesus. And in a sense, he is the spirit of Jesus. And we can know Jesus through his spirit today and he brings us peace and strength. So secondly then, this good news, what's this good news really about? So where have we been? We've talked about how life is kind of chaotic um, and <laughs> we're in a bit of turmoil quite a lot of the time. Um, and there's not masses of shalom, I think that you will agree with me. Um, and as you see, I think as humans we often, we seek kind of peace and, and friendship and, and beauty and knowledge. Um, we, we seek contentment and joy. And the things that we're seeking for is actually found in a person. And this good news, is that this person wants to meet us. I first met this person when I was 11 years old. I didn't know what on earth was going on. Um, I met him through the, through the Holy Spirit. I was at a church camp. Um, I was 11 and I felt kind of out of things. Um, I had been to church my whole life with my mum and my dad and my sister. Um, and I guess I was at this camp when I was 11 and they were talking about things which didn't really feel that important to me as an 11 year old. And it was the penultimate evening, I remember there was like singing and we were in the main room and suddenly something changed and the Holy Spirit filled the room and there was this warmth and this sense of peace and all of my concerns sort of seemed to like fade away. It starts when I was 11, so you might think, oh, what did you do about that, Lorraine? Well, the next day I fell in a wasp's nest and I got very distracted by this. We were playing Hunt the Leader and so I did absolutely nothing about this. Um, And then when I was 17, I met him again. Um, And then the second time I met him, I was like, no, I'm gonna gonna find out who this Jesus is. I'm I'm not gonna let the same thing happen again because I knew that Jesus' presence in my life, things would be forever changed. So where are we going to look for him? Well, do you know what? Let's look at the baby Jesus in the manger, because that's a pretty good idea, isn't it? It's at Christmas time. Jesus, God, who left the glory of heaven, and he became a vulnerable baby, born to a teenage mother, and he lived amongst us. John, one of Jesus' closest friends, in his book um, of John, says this, he says, the Word, that's Jesus, God, became flesh and made his dwelling amongst us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. And when we look for him, we can see him because he's lived amongst us, and we can see him because he is the light. John also says, a little bit, tiny bit later there, he says, In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Jesus lights the way. When we're looking for him, we will find him because he will show us. In the darkness, in the frustration, in the chaos, and the sincere lack of peace that we often feel, Jesus shines his light and his glory and this is the good news. He is already waiting for us. And I've learnt over the years, I haven't been a Christian for about 23 or four years, can't remember, um, a long time, um, that Jesus meets people where they're at. And it's ordinary people. You look at the Gospels, uh, stories of Jesus, and he's with regular, ordinary people, people who find themselves in really difficult circumstances, who kind of need a change of direction. And they're ordinary like me and like you. Jesus was found with people who were on the margins of society, particularly those who felt unworthy, who felt they had to slip away as soon as the talk had finished. So where are you this morning? Maybe, like me, you're a bit tired and you're in need of a bit of peace and rest for your soul. Maybe worries have taken over. And Jesus says, come to me. All you who are weary and burdened, I will give you rest. Many times I've taken solace in this promise. And Jesus promises us, promises us peace if we turn to him. So I've been using this word peace often, but remember it means shalom. And just to remind you, it's going to pop back on the screen this shalom, this kind of w- this well-being, uh, or more, more than that, actually, this idea of safety and prosperity and wholeness. As a Christian, as a church, we believe that God wants to bring true life and meaning to us, as humans. He wants to bring purpose and meaning. He wants to bring love and meaning. He wants to bring peace and meaning to you this morning. And in Jesus strength, all of this is possible. Jesus said, come to me. So I guess that's what I'm inviting you to do this morning. And when you meet Jesus, like me, like I did when I was particularly, not necessarily so much the first time at 11, but certainly at 17 years old in this room, life was transformed forever. This wholeness, this rest, this completeness is available in Jesus. God wants the best for us. God's goal is to transform us to be more like him today than we were yesterday. More peace in our hearts. More of love for each other. More joy. Again, Paul talks in his letters to a different church in Galatia um, and he says this. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The good news is this is available in Jesus for us in our lives. More love, joy, peace. And it's not just at Christmas time, it's all the time. And so I'm here today to tell you for the hundredth time the 517th time that Jesus loves you and in him we can be rescued from our turbulent world and find his peace so you think how does that work well Jesus brings us back and it's because of God's great love and through his love and sacrifice just for a moment I'd like to take you back if you remember maybe your first love um, and we all believed that our first love would last forever. And um, me and my fairy tale, mine has, Dave and I have been together for 23 years. Woo! Um, but because of Jesus, we can see God's love, his eternal love bursting forth in this huge bright explosion of joy that we celebrate in December at Christmas. This love which, which never ends. Paul also said this to the early church. He said, God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. It's not just for now, but it's forever. Well, that's great, Lorraine. You say, okay, wonderful. So what? Well, we saw peace as a person. Yep, tick. We thought about how Jesus is the kind of calm in the crazy and he's a breath of fresh air in times of trouble. His Holy Spirit brings us near to him. And secondly, we saw that this good news is here for us to receive if, if we want to a kind of holy invitation, if you will. Now, whenever we have a party or something like that, maybe it's one of the kids' birthdays or it's a dedication, like my 40th, whatever it was, Dave is always about the invitations. He's like, oh, let's invite everyone, Lorraine. He says, it's really nice to be invited. Even if they can't come, we should invite them. So, for example, our friends who lived in LA, they were very pleased to receive the invitation. Um, Obviously, they couldn't come. Um, But he's like, it's always nice to be invited. And I have come around to his way of thinking. It is always nice to be invited. He is absolutely right. Right. So this morning, there's a holy invitation, if you like, on the table for us. Now, some of us believe, um, think and feel maybe that God is far away and they're like, well, God wouldn't know where to send my invite. But actually, the good news is that it's available here today for you, for us, right where we are. And so what are we going to do about it? God's peace is available for everybody who Enters his presence. Jesus promised, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. This peace, this shalom, it's better than well being. It's wholeness and justice and harmony, this completeness with God. Jesus isn't offering us contentment, as we might assume. Now, that is not a bad thing at all. And I use examples of, um, and expressions of contentment at school when I'm teaching students about positive mental health and well-being. But Jesus offer is, is offering us a peace which enables us to accept who we are and be in harmony with one another and with God. This is different to the peace that the world offers us that maybe we can receive through nature, uh, Netflix, a glass of wine, sports, Xbox. We often will seek peace. I love to go to the seaside um, and it's awesome. I love the sea and I find that the sea gives me rest uh, for my soul and it's peaceful. And the sea, I remember, is not my source of peace. It's the creator God who made the oceans who is. And I often think sometimes, well, if my life was a bit different, then perhaps I'd have be have more peace and be more peaceful. But I've come to realize that peace is a choice. It's very difficult not to be shoved around by um, uh, pushed in all different directions by the world and and the choices um, that we can make. But actually, we have the choice to move forwards towards Jesus with Jesus. Peace is not dependent on our outward circumstances. But it is the natural result of being in Jesus' presence, the person who is our peace. And Jesus' spirit brings us his peace. So friends, this morning, let's be expectant. We can truly find him when we truly seek him. In his life, in his death, in his resurrection, Jesus promises us peace. And he says it will be okay when it looks very un-okay. So as we finish, I'd like to ask Anna and the worship team to come back. And I'd like us to take a bit of a pause. Pause. I'm here this morning to tell you uh, all about peace and talk about peace and how peace is not this idea of kind of like a concept which we can kind of just sort of see a bit far out of reach, but actually peace is a person and that person is Jesus Christ. Jesus is the bringer of the freedom that our hearts long for. And Jesus is the one who is love, who is hope, who is joy, who is peace. So where do you need peace in your life? Maybe you could really do with a bit of inner peace, shalom in your inner being this morning. Maybe you could do with some peace in your finances. Maybe you need God's peace in your relationships. Maybe for some of us, we need peace from physical violence. For any of these and more, perhaps you just want a bit of peace and quiet, (laughs) I'd like to invite you to stand. And I'd like to take a moment just to pause and just, if you feel comfortable, please close your eyes. If you're not, then don't. And I'd like to suggest that there's an opportunity this morning if you want to say yes to this person of peace in your life. If you think you need more of those fruits that we talked about earlier, love, joy, patience, kindness, peace, then do feel free to uh, close your eyes, reach out your hands in an attitude of reception if you're comfortable to do that. You see, it is a choice. God is waiting. And all the fears and worries and anxieties can move aside because everything fades when we see the brightness and the glory of Jesus, the true light. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Amen.